Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fozcast. Today, we are talking hypothetical football fight part two. So if you want to find out who would win in a fight between Jordan Henderson and James Milner or the pretty boy fight of Graziano Pele and Olivier Giroud. <laughs> this is a podcast for you. And we are joined today by good friend of the show, Thogden. How are we doing? Welcome. Great Give me some love in. Well done, um, can I just say as well, it. guys, that um, Thogden's YouTube channel is absolutely smashing it, by the way. He puts content on like daily, literally daily. And he's very near to 1 million subscribers. So please head yourself over there. We'll put a link in the description down below. Go subscribe to his channel. We want to get him to 1 mil subs. He deserves it because he is the man, aren't you? You're too kind. How nah, do I celebrate a mil, though? I mean, if this gets me over a mil, what do I do? To you celebrate? invite us to your night out? Yeah, 100%. We are having a night out. We're having a big night out, Let's okay? Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Deal. All right, yeah. Tomasi, um, before we get into it, we're just going to talk about some of the um, transfers that have been happening or rumors and like rumblings and all that kind of stuff, yeah? We are, but. Can I just say I'm a little bit, little bit disheartened, a little bit sad this week. Go on. Because we're into 26. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. August, when we're shooting it. We've still not had Craig Dawson on the podcast. Mate, he is taking the mix. You know what? I was texting him yesterday. I was texting him yesterday and I said, mate, when are you going to come in? He had a little injury. Fair play. He can't come in. He's back fit now, right? I said mm. to him, just pop yourself in on the way home from training one day. Only takes 45 minutes, 55 minutes, maybe an hour, max Dawson. And then boom, you're in. You're done. I ain't going to pester you ever again. So Dawson, come on, mate. Give the people what they want. Ballon Dawson. Mm. We want Ballon Dawson on the Fozcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the weekly war cry. So yeah, there we go. There come we on go. Up. Right. So yeah, we'll have a little bit of a talk. Um, obviously, we're shooting this, going out on um, this Sunday, obviously Sunday. So it's now the 26th of August. So we're coming to the end of the transfer window. We just want to talk about some of the movers and shakers so far. First up, Anthony. Ajax to Man United. Dogden, what are you saying? I think it's a good move. Adds flair, adds potential. I think a competition for Sancho and Rashford is important. We've seen them slack a little bit over the last year. Brilliant to see them more positive after the Casemiro news went and beat Liverpool. So clearly, a kick up the arse is what they needed. And the Anthony talk is exactly where United should be. Looking for the best players. Brazil's World Cup, they're, they're favourites to win it. Anthony could have a breakthrough year. You either get him now or they're going to sell him to Real Madrid Barca for 100 mil plus. I think he's going to the top. He's, it's a lot of money, isn't it? 80, it, they're talking. It's a, a lot of money. 80 mil, don't get me wrong, is a lot of money. But I genuinely believe Anthony is going to be one of the best wingers in the world it's in the next few years. a very, very good point you make about the World Cup, though. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Because if he has a, a good World Cup, mm. 80 mil is, is a bargain. Everyone's knocking. Do you, know what, Real Madrid, do you know what my worry is about yep. this, this having the World Cup in, in the middle of the season? I do worry, though, that you're going to get some players like 
putting 120% effort in, yeah? Like giving it the big and like performing like you wouldn't believe kind of thing. And then once the World Cup's gone and like every all the teams have been selected, the World Cup's finished, I worry that there's going to be a slump in form. There's going to be players miles off it, burnout, all that kind of stuff. I really, really do. I think it's going to be a weird one That's this good, season. That's Upsets are great. I want to see like a... A Bournemouth just knocking all the teams out because half their team's playing Frankie, a Frankie, the editor's buzzing. Yeah, Big Bournemouth fan, Frankie. That's what Premier League football's all about. Last year was boring when City and Liverpool every week win, win, win. No, we want to see... I mean, we already started the year with some crazy results. Keep it up, lads. Come on. Right, anyway, quickly though, just talking about Anthony. Um, yeah. A lot of money, 80-odd mil. He's going to be on 200 yeah. grand a week, isn't he? He's going to be. Man oh, United now, it's almost like every player they sign is on over 200 grand a week. It is bonkers. And we're not just talking players they sign. The assistant manager turned up in a Lambo. No, he did not. Yeah, no, no he yeah. didn't. The assistant manager owns a Lambo. Like a prop, not nah, like a Euro. that's like not a, on that. Uh, get the video. It, well, it was going viral on turning, TikTok. Owning one's fine, but turning up in one. Nah, even as an assistant manager, you cannot own... Uh, as an Why? assistant manager, are you supposed to wear black football boots? You turn in in a frigging no, Ford Mondeo, is... yeah? You keep yeah. it simple. Yeah, turn you in and not it, mess around, But you right? can own one. No, that is almost as bad as Jason Tindall, right? So Jason Tindall was the assistant manager at Bournemouth behind Eddie Howe. I think he's actually Newcastle assistant now. No, he was um, the manager of and Bournemouth. And he was, he was actually manager of Bournemouth for a little bit as well. But when he was assistant manager, right, he used to wear black boots and he had embroidered on the side tins. I'm not joking you, T-I-N-D-Z. He's the assistant manager and he's got tins embro- embroidered on the side of his boots. It's a no-no. You can't do it. You can't do that. But, so yeah. what are the players giving him hell for that? Yeah, everybody sees it. All the, like all that, whenever we play Bournemouth, we'd see it and everybody would go, oh, lads, he's got tins on the side of his boot. We what can't let That's not a thing. You can't do it. You go under the radars as a coach, assistant manager, whatever. You just go under the radar. Okay, fair enough. Right, next up, Alexander Isaac uh, to Newcastle. What was it? 58, 68 mil, yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. He, um, I just remember seeing him at the Euros last year. He looked a decent player. The only problem I think this might prove, though, is that he's not so prolific. So last season for Sociedad, I think he yeah. only scored five or six goals. Um, yeah. It's not a great return for somebody that played a lot of games as well. I think he played over 30 games. So not a massive return. But I do think he's one for the future. And I think one that will probably do a job for Newcastle. Newcastle ain't going to be able to go get the top, top players just yet. But, but they're kind of building away and slowly chipping away. Yeah, surely they need that. like that Because with him coming in, Chris Wood isn't a 20-year goal man. Yeah, sure. yeah. And then they were looking at, uh, I don't think it's a done deal, Jao Pedro. Jao Pedro, yeah. Callum he, Wilson, you know, is going to get Callum Wilson is going to get goals. He'll get injuries. He'll only he be will. able to he play is. 20, 20 games a season max, that guy will. And yeah. he is so, he's a very good player as well. Very and I feel so player. sorry for him, the injuries that he gets. Yep. But they do need somebody that they can rely on a bit more. Um, whether he can chip in with the goals or not, maybe this could be a, a big move for him and a big chance to show what he can do. And Anthony Gordon Thogden, there's talk of 60 mil. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And I don't want to contradict myself because I said Anthony would be a good move for 80. So, for 80? Yeah, Anthony, 80. 80. Oh, right. I thought Sorry, you meant Anthony, Anthony Gordon. No, no, no. I was okay, saying with you. between the two there. Yeah. But Anthony Gordon hasn't proven himself in the Premier League yet. And his goals have been important for Everton, but there's not been any incredible screamers. Maybe one or two. And he's played like 40 plus games. Yeah. So it's a risk. You're spending that much money for someone who fits the system. He runs a lot, high press, English talent. He's homegrown, yeah. so that, that's important yeah. on the books. But it's a lot of money. I think it's too much. Do you know what? We played, um, it's a good little story, this actually, because we played Everton beginning of last season, right? And it was away at, it was away at Goodison Park. It was, we actually won 5-2. Um, what result? Anthony Gordon came on in about the, I don't know, 70th minute or something like that, right? 
And for 20 minutes, he was the best player on the pitch. Seriously. He was incredible, right? He was, he was just, you can see he's just got this fearlessness about him still. This mm. raw, no fear, just goes out and goes and does it, right? And I, and I actually did a vlog for that Everton away match. And in, in the vlog, I made a point of saying, Everton have got this young lad, Anthony Gordon, what a player, looks yeah. a real talent, could go to the top, seriously. So anyway, he followed me on Instagram the, the following week when it came on and just sent me a message saying, Bozzy, thanks for the little shout out on the vlog, mate. Really, really appreciate it. So I was like, oh, alleged. So I, I just sent him a message back saying, and this was at the time when Rafa Benitez was manager as well. Um, Fine, so I yeah. sent him a little message back saying, mate, honestly, you were top class. All you need is a manager who actually trusts you and, and puts you out on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? And he was just like, oh, mate, that's wicked. Thank you so much. Okay, and then question for you, Ben. Lamps has come in. He's given him game time. He trusts him. Yeah. Why isn't his stats change rounds? He, uh, stats I'm not a ba- yeah. massive fan of stats honestly really? I'm not a massive fan of stats especially when you're a midfield player I think strikers it might be a bit different you might look at the amount of goals or assists that they that you might score and all that kind of stuff but I think for a midfielder there's so many different things at play so I think watching especially midfielders and defenders you've got to watch them with your own eyes and you judge them by watching them with your own eyes because yeah. it's not only just what they might do with assists or goals it's their work rate getting back getting forward helping out defenders yeah, like backing up play that. all that kind of stuff I think you just need to watch it but yeah he um he looks a proper talent to me it's a still though an awful lot of money i saw someone yeah. on the internet the other day someone said 60 mil for a player who hasn't scored a goal on purpose yet because apparently the only goal the only goal that he scored was like like i, I don't know deflection or like he didn't mean it or yeah. something or it came off him or something like yeah, there that two that came off him and he scored yeah. one but they, from, they need yeah. a striker as well right so th- there's talk of 60 mil and uh, armando broha yeah right yeah. If you're Lampard, if you're Everton, if you're anyone, you have to accept that, surely, because they need they need goals as well. You snap their hands off for that deal. Quick fast. Armando Breuer yeah. at Everton screams goals to me. Yeah, I think he'll do a job. I broke his nose last season, by the way. As oh, well. did you? Poor lad, yeah. We're playing Southampton <laughs> away at Southampton. Did you send him a message? The ball loop. I just I stood over him and said, sorry, mate. I'm really, oh. really sorry, right? The ball kind of looped up to the back post and I saw and he was running towards it to get like a head on goal. And I just saw him coming. I thought, oh, this is going to work. This is, mate. Oh, this is going to work. <laughs> Boom, got the punch. And because I've got the punch, my elbow was about <gasps> where his nose was. And it just, it was natural. I just oh. sort of followed through. And his nose kind of went <clears throat> and was over there somewhere. Oh, oh no. He had to Did come you know? He had just come on as well. And he had to go straight off as well. Did you know? Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. You oh, knew it was. It was a shame. Yeah. yeah. Okay, final one before we get into the old scrapping. Well, we have just got into the old scrapping, yeah. kind of, haven't we? Fozzie, what the, what's your take on Deli Alley? And he's, so he's gone on loan mm. to Besiktas. Yep. What are your thoughts? First of all, I want to talk about his announcement video. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So they've got the um, cartoon designers, the people who do Rick and Morty. Um, and he's basically flown in on this Rick and Morty ship, landed at Besiktas, Besiktas, Besiktas Stadium. Um, it's a bit cringeworthy. I won't lie to you. It's a bit over the top. Um, I don't really like that kind of thing. So I'm a big fan of just sort of turning up at the stadium, saying hello. Casemiro the other night looks classy comes on the pitch says hello bit of a boost to the lads all that kind of well, stuff well we didn't know that boom yeah exactly <laughs> yeah we didn't know that. we didn't get to see it because we were late into the stadium but um, yeah I think it's just a little bit over the top to be perfectly honest with you. I think that's the kind of stuff that Deli Ali needs to get away of do you know what I mean I remember when he signed for Everton he's turned up in his Rolls Royce mm. all that kind of stuff I don't like it just get your head down do it properly sign blah 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 and that's what you want to do. Focus on your football. Um, I do hope, though, it's a chance for him to finally go and show that form from a few years back. Fogden, what what do you, what do you make of it though? Because it it's mind boggling. Yeah, I I think when I sat down with my dad 
and we spoke about Deli Ali's career and what he used to do against teams like Palace where he'd flick over their head, bang it in on the volley, not even had a bounce, make defenders look like mugs, tore people apart in the cup when he was playing for MK Dons, breaking through, and you England. just thought this kid is a joke. Yeah. England early days, incredible stats. He did it on his own, personal accords. And now that he's going to Turkey after a few bad years, I think it's a brilliant decision to yeah. get away from all the, the BS um, relationships, friends, family, all the distractions. You're solo focused on your career, playing football in front of 60,000 crazy fans who love you and will die for you. I think he's got a chance to reignite his career. He's going to have to be careful over there, you know, because I've had a few friends playing Turkey before and they said that the... Imagine in the Premier League and in England, you're, you're well-known, you're famous. People, yep. people will notice you in the street. In Turkey, they are so fanatical, yep. so fanatical. It's crazy. They have got, like, you leave your house and people are videoing you, photographing you. You go out for a meal, there's like a, a camera crew outside. People are mad for it. It's so different levels. He, he's not going to be able to move out there. Honestly, he's not going to be able to move. So whether that's a good thing or not, because that might then make him shy away from the limelight a bit, not think about going out for a few beers or a few drinks and all that kind of stuff, really focus on his football, might be a good move. But what about the football itself, though? Because... It's a bit clouded in mystery, isn't it? What's going on off the pitch? But surely, if you're getting on the pitch, you do your job. You're training Monday to Friday. Yeah, but if you're if you're mentally not right or mentally not there, it doesn't matter if you're on the pitch. You're, you're not going to be able to do it properly. You're not going to be able to do what you know you can do. So was that a massive boo boo from Everton last season? Because when he when he signed, I think people were like I think mm, everybody really? when he signed for Everton knew this wasn't going to work. I knew this when it wasn't going to work last season. They didn't fit him in the system though. It, of course they didn't. But I say yeah. that's what I mean. I don't know why they signed him in the first place bad, bad because signing. he's not going to fit into their system at the time. Though to be fair. Uh, Everton were changing the way their system worked every two or three matches. True. They were going from playing out from the back, yeah. playing like pressing, then they were doing long ball. And yeah. then eventually they settled on this long ball system. Um, but I knew the Everton wasn't, wasn't going to work for them and everybody else did as well. Yeah. Fair right, enough. come on, let's get into the scrap. Right. This is the fun bit, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. get into the scrap. Can we start though with my intro? Because I want to do the pretty boy fight. I mm. want to know who's going to win out of a fight between Olivier Giroud and Graziano Pelle. Because they are two handsome boys, aren't they? Come on. I saw Giroud on, on Twitter. I didn't see him in real life, but he was just on the easy jet flight, loving life. Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were just snapping him. Yeah, he just got on an easy jet what flight. What a guy. I Giroud's mean, a man. Olivier Giroud. One, I think he's criminally underrated. Yeah. And criminally good looking. Yeah, he, he turned is. me gay. That's what I'm saying about <laughs> Pele, though. Get a picture no, side by side right fair, now yeah. of these two on screen. These are two good looking boys, all right? Oh, yeah. Like... Yeah, you just, I can imagine that if I was playing like centre half, he'd run past you and you'd go, Yeah. What, what's what that, is that? What's that cologne? <laughs> what are you wearing? He wouldn't be running past you, though. He's slow. <laughs> if he is, <laughs> probably the whiff coming across. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if those two were, it, someone, you'd have to really upset them too, wouldn't you? But yeah. if they're scrapping, then what, what are you saying? Them two seem like lovers, <laughs> not fighters to me. I won't yeah. lie to you. I, yeah. I'll put this out there. I think. Giroud's on the back foot because although he's the most handsome man in the world, he has got a bit of a, a nose and I think he'd want to protect that. Yeah. So I think Graziano Pelle would just be poking the jab, trying to bust him up early doors. Nah, I'm going to I'm gonna disagree completely, yeah? Because you imagine Olivier Giroud's played football for probably the best part of 15 years now, yeah? Proper. Oh, By that, the way, the yeah. amount of goals he scored for France is a joke. Like joke, It's criminally joke, underrated joke. how many goals he scored for France, right? 15, 20 years being a top-level professional footballer. This guy is so rich, it's a joke, yeah? Yeah. So, so rich, right? He's got a lot of money. Yeah. Graziano Pelle, I think, will probably have more money than him. Huh? He went and signed yeah. for a team in China on about £350,000 a week from Southampton. 
£350,000 a week. And this is why Giroud wins the football fight. Because exactly. Pelle will not be motivated to do anything there again. There you go. Boom. You have to be motivated by the money. Exactly. He's got too much of it now. He don't care. He's going to go, Oliver, yeah, mate, we don't want to fight. We don't want to harm this moneymaker, yeah? <laughs> yeah? My face is my moneymaker. You can have it. Sweet as a nut. They'll shake hands. They'll go away amicably. Giroud the winner. Okay, so the winner of the not fight is Olivier Giroud. Boom. And then you wanted to do a manager one, didn't you? Yes, I did do, want to do a manager one. So I saw this on Twitter the other day, okay? So it's sort of like the media golden boys in the managerial world at this moment in time, right? It's Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard. They're the golden boys. It's yeah. like they can't put a foot wrong. They could lose five or six matches in a row and still the media will back them and say, no, they're doing something. They're building something. They're British. They're English. They're, do you know what I mean? They get a little bit extra grace because they played at the top level and they've Agreed. been absolute superstars, right? Fair, yeah. So I want to know who would win out of a fight out of the media golden boys, Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard. And I don't think this one is as easy as it could no, be. No, Steven Gerrard, mate. Do you? He's, did you not see years ago of him when he was in that bar? Though the way that he yeah. was throwing those uppercuts in, oh my god, I forgot that. that. I don't know about this. Speed, yeah, in which he was throwing those uppercuts out. And look at him when he played; he was just—he was big, he was strong, he was fast. He's yeah. an athlete. When he, when he, when he lost his temper a bit on the pitch, right? He was a handful because he would be flying into tackles. He got a few dirty red cards from flying double, in. A double footer. Yeah, double footer, like two footers, like really flinging into tackles. Can we get that picture on screen, by the way? If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to get a picture on screen of that bar fight because I totally forgot no, about that bad boy. Because it yeah, was legend, wasn't it? We can literally just get like a yeah, screenshot okay. of it, right? But yeah, I think I'm with you. Frank Lampard, London boy. I don't think he wants it. I don't think he it's wants to mix an, with a scouser. Yeah, it's such an easy decision, isn't it? Number one, he's a scouser. Number two, he managed in Glasgow. He managed Rangers. Yeah. So you automatically win a fight there. Um, number three, Frank Lampard lives like in the Boltons, which is like the wealthiest place in Chelsea. Yeah. And he did it when they beat Bolton. It's like, mate, he's not up for a scrap. He's up for a nice gaff and living a good life. To be fair, he went to Everton. So we'll give him some credit, but I think Gerard wins that fight. Yeah, okay. I'm all over that, to be fair. It's <laughs> got to be Stevie G, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Next one. So then you've got, you had your, your media darlings. Yeah. So the media darlings is Frankie Lampard and Stevie G. The, the, the actual golden boys, the actual, the ones who have done it on merit, the ones that are getting results with much less resources. Well, apart from one of them, actually. <laughs> so Eddie Howe has got some serious resources. He but now. he's also got a very difficult job on his hands, mm. okay? Because he's got to get the right players at the right time to mm. do that job for that football team. So this fight is between Eddie Howe, who's doing fantastically well, yeah. and Graham Potter. Brighton manager sold some of the big boys already for the team this season. Had to had to sell a lot of big players. Basuma this season, Cucurella this mm. season, Ben White last season. A lot of money out the door, and people genuinely worried for Brighton, right? But so far this season, they have hit the ground running. They have been incredible to watch. Front foot, attacking football. Amazing. Some of the goals they've scored have been top class. Who's winning that fight between Graham Potter and Eddie Howe? Because I think this one is close. I think it's easy. Go on. Eddie Howe's managed Ryan Fraser. He is literally <laughs> a hothead. Like, if you what? can control no, him, then the... you're good. No, then logic. you're good. You won the fight. How do you know Ryan Fraser's a hothead? Mate, that geezer, he's Scottish, number one. Loves a scrap. And he's just small. <laughs> when he goes up for scraps against six foot three strikers, not in the having it, mate. I'm what? not having it. I'm nah, not having nah. Ryan Fraser's a hothead. <laughs> okay, number two. Number two. Graham Potter is Mr. Nice Guy. I can't picture him 
getting the team riled up before a big match. I think he's more about the tactics and keeping everyone nice and calm. Yeah, but I think, no. how's that going? I think he's a lover. Well, I he's think a lover. Graham, uh, I think Potter, I think he said Harry Potter then. <laughs> yeah. I think Graham Potter's got a If it, I tell you what the benchmark is for me. If he's aggressive, is, is if he is as aggressive in fighting as he is as his chewing gum, yeah. Right, he's mm. like that snarling. That he snarls. He snarls on the touchline. Yeah, and he, you got to remember, he's been in like Scandinavia managing there. No messing about. I wow. think Graham Potter's got the height advantage as well. Yeah, he's got a slight. I'd say he's definitely got a slight bit of height and weight advantage. Maybe a bit more reach as well. Eddie Howe, maybe a little bit more streetwise, but you know, I reckon Eddie Howe gets in his face and catches yeah, him with like, maybe a little up. Gets all up in that second and that's round. It. He's like a savage. Like Game he just over. goes to work, chows down. That's what I'm saying. Game over. If you can start Bournemouth as a manager and end up with the dream job in Newcastle, then you can win a street fight. You've got something about you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've grinded. I You've like grafted. It, I like where you're coming from. And I think I'm going to have to agree with you, mate. I think Harry Potter's just a little bit too nice. Harry he is. He's facts and figures. <laughs> he is. Graham Potter, sorry. Is, is... <laughs> I thought that was on purpose. Yeah. Obviously it was, yeah. Just keep it going. Graham Potter is facts and figures. He's numbers on a data screen and... He don't want to do the dirty work, yeah? That's, that's Eddie Howe, I think, will roll his sleeves up. He'll just get the job done. Okay. I reckon Graham Potter would prefer to be doing the analytics on the fight. Yeah. Like, oh, um, he's got the better left yeah, the strategy. Or planning it, the yeah. strategy beforehand, yeah. Yeah. Right, manager. next up, Sorry. manager fights, <laughs> which nearly, very, very nearly happened. Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte. We, we spoke about this. We spoke about this on we the did. football fill-in, actually, a few weeks back. Um, and... We agreed that Conte would just we, he would he would damage it. Pocket him, rocket. Yeah? He would damage it. He's a he's like um he, he he hasn't got too much energy in him. He ain't got too much power. But what he's got to give you for a few minutes, phew, I think it'll be enough. It'll be enough to get the job done. Too cool. If it goes past the first few, two minute mark, might stand a chance. Mate, I reckon, I reckon Conte is a one minute wonder. Yeah, boom. But, Gets the job done. But, nah, but you're not. It's not what I'm thinking, Ben. Too sure. We'll keep his distance. Yeah. First minute. Yeah. Just yeah. popping him out. Picking little jabs. Picking him out. Boom. When Conte gets gassed, Tuchel comes in with the big right hand. Game over. I don't think Tuchel's got a big right hand. Did you see how, how his skinny his arms are? When, yeah, he, when, when length, Conte grabbed his arm and Tuchel pulled it back like that. Mate, he's skinny look, and bone. Your arm's longer than mine, right? Yeah. You could just pick me off. If you, even if you had small mate, arms. I could pick you up. I could bear hug you. Oh, whatever God. you want, mate. I'll beat you out. <laughs> yeah, but Conte, Conte is going to... You're right. I think he's just going to overwhelm him early. And he's yeah. going to... He, his fire is going to burn bright but die quickly very yeah. quickly. and i think he'll yeah. just get he'll be too much and it's over yeah so are we that. saying with conte 100 percent. i'm okay. going too short right so i looked in the in the comments <laughs> so 66 percent. yeah 33 percent too cool so i looked in the comments after the last video and there's one that made me chuckle by the way can we say some of the comments after the last video brilliant were world class like yeah. most of the suggestions in today's video are from your comments yes. so we do appreciate them and if you want to see a part three of this video Get in the comments once again. Let us know who you want to see as a hypothetical football fight because we will put them to the test. Yeah, so this one was a funny one. Calf Central, Jack Grealish versus Jared and Shaqiri. Oh, that would be some sort of calf off. That <laughs> is a kicking, that's got a kicking fight. Right, I, I saw I saw, um, I, I saw Shaqiri on holiday in Mykonos a couple of years ago, right? We were both at the same sort of like sports center kind of thing doing some work and he was lying on the bed getting some treatment i made a point of going over to say hello to him the first thing i did was shake his hand and say nice to nice to meet you Sheridan." the second thing i did was grab his calf get my <laughs> both of my hands around it because no. i had to get both my hands around it and i looked at him and i said that's incredible mate 
What a you guy. You said that. What? Oh, he's, he's gone. He was just laughing. He was You're, you are there, a so. bit of a weirdo, though. Yeah, I'm a bit of a weirdo. I'm personable. I'm touchy and it's fine. It's not a problem, right? Yeah. So I've got my hands around this calf, right? And I looked at him in his eyes and said, proud of you. Well done, Jared. I think, <laughs> I think Jack Grealish has got um, the nicest legs in the brain. They're very good, aren't they? It, they, they are, are strong. Yeah. I think that's why he's so good at like jinking and he's not like, I don't think he's like 6'2 or anything like that. I think he's got this kind of center gravity where he's, he can just explode Big, off both strong, legs, trunks, can't he? Yeah. Tree trunk. yeah. Shakiri's legs, they're shaven. He shaves his legs. Does yeah? he? They're clean as a whistle, right? Not, not a bristle on it, right? They're beautiful. Mm. Jack Grealish, hairy, hairy legs. Here's yeah. a question for you. Big hairy legs. If you've got hairy legs as a footballer, yeah. you're getting rub downs on the, on the daily. Yeah. Does it hurt? Yeah, a little bit. So that's why people shave their legs, right? Yeah, a lot of people shave their legs because you will be getting, and not only that, strappings as well. If you're a player who needs strap, most footballers need strappings on their ankles, yeah? They need, every, everybody virtually has that because it, oh, you, you end up losing so much sort of like the, the little tendons and stuff and the little ligaments. They just mm. get stretched. Yeah, they get stretched. So everybody needs strappings. This is why players shave their legs most of the time is because it looks weird, one, if you only shave to like mid-calf yeah. because that's where the strapping goes up to. So you may as well just do the whole lot, whole thing, right? Yeah. Because when you have tape on you and you rip the tape off, if you've got hair on your legs, oh, mate. Ooh. This is where you get like the little spots and it's called folliculitis because the spots get infected because you've had a rub on it. It ends up just looking a mess. So you're better off just shaving the thing. Yeah. Also, I, I've heard, I know this is more for cyclists, so you'll definitely know, when you shave your legs, you're quicker. Apparently so, yeah. Not mm. much, not massively. But do you know why, why the main reason is? If they fall off their bike, yeah, and they get that road rash, the hair, because they've got no hair in there, make, it speeds up the recovery. Because they've oh, got no hair wow. there and no, like, haven't made a mess, it speeds up the recovery. But it's the, it's the same thing as, like, ripping a Band-Aid off, isn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. um, if you hit the ground and, like, on, on your bike and you've got lots of hair, if it... it if you've got no hair on your legs, it will just skim that that surface layer off. Yeah. You've got lots of hair. It'll pull off all the hair and skin around. We're getting around away it. from the real question here, though, boys. We're getting <laughs> yeah, away we are, from the real question. It's we've really gone, interesting, though. We've gone into the science and the details <laughs> and the data. I want to yeah. know still who's going to win out, Gra Jack Grealish and Sheridan Shakiri. He's from I, he's from Birmingham. He's nah, got a bit. Nah, nah, nah. Grealish is a lover, not a fighter. And Shakiri has that history of you know, Balkan fighter. He, Ooh, he yeah, like he's, that. he's, I think Ooh. he's got history in with Albania. And if you do, you win Isn't any Swiss? street fight. Yes. Yeah, Swiss Albania, <laughs> similar to Xhaka. Yeah, oh, that Albanian okay, I like it. Yeah. So I reckon this is all day. Exodin Shakira. I, I'm <laughs> Shakira. Um, have, you, have you ever heard Shakira, the pronunciation? Shakira. Have you ever heard the um, no? pronunciation video where they just take the piss out names? Exeridin. Exeridin. Right. So I'm going Grealish. He's going Shakiri. So casting votes on you, mate. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. If it's middle of the day and it's nice and chill, I'm going to go just, just Shakiri. Just because I think he's a little tank. However, what if they've had a few beers in Tenerife? I think they've had a few beers and it starts to get a little bit tasty. Grillo, my boy, loves a few beers, right? And I think once he has yep. a few beers, his inhibitions go a little bit and he's swinging. And I beers. think he'll get the job done. Back up of Ross McCormack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom, there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next up, we've got a battle of the newly promoted boys. Big uns, strong uns. Alexandru Mitrovic. Yeah. Oh, I don't like... I do. Whoever he's fighting against, I do not fancy his chances. Okay, hear me out. Kiefer Moore. I still don't fancy his chances. I still... Uh, sorry, Kiefer, mate. Mitro is, this year especially, savage. lean... Hungry, savage. He'll get the job. He's an animal. But mate. Frank, our editor, he's from Bournemouth, said he saw Kiefer in the gym last night yep. down in Bournemouth, and he said he's built like a rugby player. 
he's a big lad. He's what is he six foot four, six foot five? Yeah, something um, like that. He's he's definitely got the weight advantage, the height advantage, the reach. But I just worry that Mitro, once he sees that red mist, there's no stopping street him. Street fighter, street, street fighter, fight. down and dirty. I think if there's one player in the world who you wouldn't want to have a street fight with, it's Alexander Mitrovic. Yeah, me too. I, I go to Serbia regularly, see Red Star fans, and they and they are all absolutely flipping wham. <laughs> Serbians are crazy. They'll fight. I mean, honestly, if you don't, if you get on the wrong side of one. You're not coming out alive. Yeah. They all just go and go and go. You He's keep, winning any fight. You keep your head down. You nod. You say yes. You be respectful. You yep. get in. You get out. Boom. That's... As simple as that. Mitro ain't mincing around with this, right? He is just going for it. He's dirty, playing. dirty. Sorry, Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore's going to hold his hands up eventually. Go, cool. No point. Okay. Well done. Okay, mm. fair enough. So we're going on Mitro on that. But how many goals is he going to end up? So we're a few games in now. How many Premier League goals is, if he stays fit, is Mitrovic ending up with here? 14. I was literally going to say 14. I was going to say 14. So I'll go one more and say 15. Yeah. And if he gets 15 Premier League goals for Fulham this season, he's got to be, that's got to be one of the biggest achievements for Massive. any striker this season. Without doubt. Okay. Without doubt. He's still only 26, right? Because obviously he came Who over. Is? Mitrovic. Shut your mouth. That's not possible. Uh, he's 26. No, he's Maximum not. 27. You can't say he's no, 26 I Googled and him then the other say day. possibly 27. He's, he's 26. Ridiculous. I'm not having this. If he's 26, then... Yeah, but you've got to remember, he came to Newcastle. I think he was like 18 or something. And he, he looked burst 30. on the scene and got about 14 red cards in his first season. Did he? No, he didn't. He, he got one. I remember one he, one he got, but... Yeah. How old is he then, Ben? He's 27 years old. 27 That's years old. Okay. Fair play, Tom. Did Fair anybody play. else know? Wrong, Get in the comments again. Did, did anybody else know that Alexander Mitrovic was only 27 years yeah. old? I genuinely would have said 30. 31, 32. So here's genuinely. my question then, Ben. So obviously he's been around a long time. If he scores 15 to 20 Premier League goals next season, and this is more of a complex question, it seems, is he getting a move to a big club? I don't think he's going to move to And a big when club. I say big club, I mean an established top eight, top 10 club. He would be the sort of player that would sign for somebody like a West Ham or a Villa or like Everton when they're doing well. That kind of player. So I don't ever think he could go top six, top seven. No, I don't so think he's that. 60 mil comes in next season. Yeah. He lives in, and this is why it's a complex question. He lives in Fulham, yeah, right, or around the area. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. Villa come in next season and let's say it's a fifteen percent bump in wages, yeah, twenty percent bump in wages, and it's moving to Villa, what's he doing? I think this the the the, the bigger question of this is if Fulham don't stay up, I think he will get a move. I 100%. think I think if Fulham go down and Mitrovic has had the season that we've just talked about, 10, 15 goals, yeah. Really good, solid season. I think it's inevitable that he's then... Because he's then shown that he can do it. He's shown that he can score goals in the Premier League. And I think there'll be, there'll be probably five or six Premier League teams going, yeah, I'll take him. I'll there's take a, him. There's a Balkan cafe in London where like all the builders go and everyone. And Mitrovic is in there every day. Nah, he's in there with the lads. Like he That's loves class. it. Yeah, it's class. He's in there with the workers who've just come off the building site. Just because all the Serbians boy. hang out there. I think it'll be tough to move him out of London. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially Fulham. Like playing for Fulham is a lovely team, you know. Like yeah. Fulham is Fulham dream. is like the dream ticket. If you're if you're <laughs> playing for one of those kind of middling Premier League teams, you know what I mean? Fulham is like the dream ticket. You get to live in a lovely part of London. Yeah, it, it's just everything's fantastic. There's not too much pressure on you. Do you know what I mean? You're not too famous almost. Mm. Perfect. But Mitrovic all day long. He's battering Kiefer Moore. <laughs> battering him. <laughs> okay. Laughing. Next up, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker. Oh, that is a left field one. A right field one, actually. Yeah, a hey. right, right back field one. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
This is a uh, really tough one. I don't think it's tough. Carl Walker's much bigger than him. He is bigger oh, than I him, isn't know. he? Trippier's scrappy. Yeah, Trippier's a northern boy, you know. Yeah, he is, yeah. Carl Walker's a northern boy. <laughs> Sheffield Steel, isn't he? Yeah. Is I, would, I would is, not um, want to mess with Carl Walker. Mate, this is a really tough one. He'd body you, and that's it. You're knocked out. I think, <laughs> I think physically... Kyle Walker would be too much for Kieran Trippier, but Kieran Trippier's still a little tank, you know. Kieran I think Trippier Trips beats strong. most people his size. Yeah, most but right backs his size. It's a different weight class. Cole yeah, Walker. that's a fair point. So, World Cup, what formation are we going to be playing for you? Ooh, uh, I want to go five at the back, three at the back, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Where's Kyle Same, Walker playing in that? Uh, right side right centre back. Right, right centre back. back. So then we're looking at a right wing. Wing back. back. And left wing back, which could be Trippier. Yeah, so who? If so, do you think Trippier starts? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. In Where would you start him? We need him for set pieces. I'd start him potentially left wing back. I know people will say Chilwell, but I think we have too many right backs. So we need to move him over. How mad, mad is it to say that I think uh, on paper, if you had to pick your the best right backs in the Premier League, Kieran Trippier might be, out of the English ones especially, maybe fourth. Maybe fourth. Yeah. You've got Trent, you've got um, Kyle Walker, you've got Reese James, and then maybe you'd put Kieran Trippier. Yeah, exactly. Then you've got people like this. It's incredible, right? So you've got all these right backs, right? However, when it comes to the actual national team, I would still probably play Kieran Trippier because it just works. It does. And different teams, different formations, different styles of play. Free kick. Free kick, set pieces. It just kind of works for England. And that's why he's always played and probably always will play as well. I think it's a bit of a travesty. Like for me, Trent doesn't. Yeah, looking. It's incredible. Um, what do you make of that? I know Trent's having a bit of a bad time at the minute. He hasn't started the season too well, especially the game against Man United. People love to highlight all the times he's been beaten. Yeah, I've seen so many yeah. threads on the internet of um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, a thread of mistakes or all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, come on, it's Trent Alexander-Arnold. You know, he's the man. He is the man. Yeah. Um, he's ridiculous. He's but I want to see him do more for England. Yeah, for sure. That's the say. thing though. This when is why people like, like Jordan Pickford will always play for England because when he plays for England, he does really well. He is reliable and you know what you're going to get from him. That's what people. That's what Gareth Southgate wants with his whole yep. team, and he knows Kieran Trippier. He puts him in, and he knows what he's going to get. Thanks, same with Harry Maguire. Boom. Okay, now we're going to talk. So we, so what we've we gone with there, Kyle Walker. Yep. Yeah, we've got okay. to go, Kyle. Kyle Walker Sorry, Kieran. Big up Big, trips, though. It's a good fight. We love trips. Okay. Yeah, we love so trips. if we're talking, we're still going to carry on with the right bat, and you talk about body in a player. Yeah, <sighs> Reese James. Oh, right. He's he's one robust guy. Once again, I'm going to say whether he's fighting, I don't fancy his chances. Reese James physically. Is a specimen, Eric he's... Dyer. Sorry, Eric, you are getting done, mate. Reese James will oh, clean no, you no, out. No. Yes, yes, yes. Have you seen Reese James Have you seen play? Eric Dyer. Yeah, but Reese James is a tank lad. He's built. So who's Eric stronger. Dyer? He's thick. Nah, no, no, no. He's just a big lad. I think he's like naturally a big lad. Do you know what I mean? Reese James is sculpted. Honestly, sculpted. Did we you... we played Amanda last season, right? Watford against Chelsea, and Reese James was. Do you know when Carl Walker was doing it for England a couple of years ago where it's almost like he enjoyed letting players get away from him or yes. enjoyed yeah. the counter-attack so he could like just go woof, wait into them. Yeah, and then just wait yeah. and then you can go full power and be like, oh, you're going to get totally hurt. I totally agree, mate. <laughs> Reese James was doing this against the end it. of last season. Seriously. He enjoyed doing it. It's like he would wait a little bit longer just so he could come in, clean them out, take the ball away and be like, sorry, mate. It was incredible Here's to one see. for you. Reese wow. James is single-handedly responsible for bringing back the shoulder bar. Oh, he's dirty with it as well. Is he? Yeah, oh, he, mate. he loves it, mate. It's his favourite. shoulder bar. It's his favourite oh, thing. Wow. He wants to hurt you. He wants to. He, he wants sees to you, you, clocks eyes, waits, uh, times it to perfection. Out of there. See you later, mate. I don't, like I don't think like Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer's a big, strong lad, yeah, for sure. But we're talking levels here. And I think Reese James, physically, 
much more capable and he's got the nastiness. Uh, and also as well, did you see in the in the Leeds game the other day? So 3-0 down, Reese James obviously lost his head a little bit. Yeah, he's fuming. The yeah. referee is kind of like backing into him. Like not, he did, he's, he, do you know what I mean? He's walking back peddling kind of. Reese James just kind of stands there, waits for him to get there. Gives him a drops, dirt, the sh- drops the shoulder, gives him a dirty little. I'm standing here. Do you know what I mean? I'm standing here. I think that's a bit disrespectful, to be honest. I know what you're he saying. Knows the ref is coming. Yeah, but the ref needs to have better spatial awareness. You can't just walk into people. Yeah, it's a footballer. You've got to get out of the way. Nah, the I'm not having it. I think, he I think stood refs there. get so much stick. I quite I smiled. Get stick, to be fair. I, I smiled when I saw it. Yeah. I've got to be honest. Anyway, what we're saying, Reese James. Eric Dyer. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go with Reese. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to fight you on it, Fozzy. Yeah. Fozzy, you've convinced me on Reese yeah. James. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Reese James, clean sweep. Yeah. Now yeah. we've got. Uh, we're going to just change it up a little bit. We've got a commentator. Big Meeks, Micah Richards <laughs> versus Roy Keane. Oh, bit no, a, come on. Age difference here, right? This is ridiculous. This isn't even a matchup. <laughs> this is like what? This is this not even a matchup. This is w- within about 20 seconds. This is game over. Roy Keane. No. Yeah, obviously Micah. Micah Richards. Obviously Micah. Mike, are you for real? Yeah, obviously Micah. He's a beast. Man. Hey, we're talking Roy Keane's old. Exactly. Okay. It it's wouldn't be fair. It's not a fight. Yeah, it's, I, this I is not bad. fair. People don't want to see this fight. Do you know when you get those boxers who like retire and they've been they've been out of the game for 20, 30 years and all of a sudden they announce a comeback fight they against, back. against <laughs> another kind of... That would be what it's like. I don't yeah. want to see this fight because Mika is still... Oh, mate, he's good to go. He's, he's, a, he's an animal. He's a tank. Yeah, He's he stronger than it. anyone. Okay. He's stronger than anyone. Really? Mate, I, oh, I remember I was in the same England squad when he made his debut. We were away in, I don't know where it was, like Macedonia or somewhere like yeah. that. And- this episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. I remember him getting changed next to me. And I, as soon as he took his clothes off, I remember looking at him thinking, what on earth? This kid was like 19 years old, right? 18 maybe. He took his clothes off and it's like his muscles had grown muscles. <laughs> he was so big and strong. It was just, what? everybody kind of like looked as if to say, what am I seeing? What, like how, how? And I, I talked to Joe Hart and I'm going, Hartsy, like, what is that? And he was like, mate, it's a joke. It's a, he's a joke. That's wait till insane. you see him. Like he said, wait till you see him. Wait till you see him play. He's an animal. He's an absolute animal. And I'm like, wow. So okay. yeah, this ain't even a fight. Big Meeks. Um, next up, G-Nav, Jamie Carragher. Oh, that's a good fight. I don't, actually, I don't know if it is a good fight. I, I think reckon Neville's a grafter, but Carragher wins. Carragher wins. Carragher wins. Come on. Let's not be stupid about it. My phone's ringing. He's this the first ever time. No, it's not. Ben, what, what did I say? It's Literally. my agent. It's my football agent. It's his football agent. <laughs> Shocking. It's my football agent. Shocking, Vince. He's got to have news for me. I'm not answering it though, all right? What's I just the, want to do who, media stuff. And Leave me alone. asking who the new club is. It's on that phone call. Get it's on Bri- that phone call. Get Fabrizio on the line. Here <laughs> we, we go. go. I've just seen a tweet from Fabrizio. Are you really going to... Beep. Shorts. <laughs> other shorts. Okay. I'll pick it up. I'll bring him back afterwards. Don't yeah. worry about it. Right. I'm not sure if you remember this geezer. Oh, we were talking about Carragher and Neville. We didn't. Oh, we, we haven't finished this. Carragher. One, yeah? it's, it's an obvious one, isn't okay. it? Yeah? Carragher. Yeah. Carragher. It's got. It's got Cara. to be Carra. Yeah. Next up, you might not remember him. Rio talked about him, and I think this is a little bit harder than it seems. John Hartson. Yeah. Really hard. Really hard. Duncan Ferguson. Oh, really? I, I think that's the battle to the death. Is this a little bit before your time? Yeah, I, I don't know John Hartson, but obviously I love Big Dunk. Seen him manage and 
like kick off with a Wobi. Do you remember that game where he like took a wee yeah, Wobi off? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old Trafford. Don't care either. Mate, scary guy. Mentality, I think he wins. I don't know who's fighting though. Who, who is this? John Hart. Talk to me about John Hart. He's a problem, mate. He, in his in his playing days, oh. he was a bigger lad, right? He was a bit of a bigger lad. You, okay. you could tell he was like, you could tell he was a dirty, he came from a bit of a tough upbringing, all that kind of stuff. You could tell Hard that he had to, to scrap his way to be where he was. Right. And we spoke to, we did Rio Ferdinand on the podcast and he said, if there's one guy I would want to have with me, alongside me in a bar fight, it would be John Hartson. Fine. He said, the one, he said he's, he's seen him do all sorts. He said, but the best bit he ever saw was when a fight was sort of about to kick off. And he said, at this point, John Hartson had to stand up and go, lads, I'm going to have to go because if I stay here, this is going to be a problem. And he said, everybody just watched him get up and leave and everybody else went, all right, I'll just follow That's you. That's when mate. you know you're because, hard. Because yeah. he is, he, he would have just tore people apart and he is, he is naughty. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling a winner on this one for the first time oh. ever we've done this. I, I can't. I think they're both going until, until they can't go no more. And actually, yeah, I agree. I think they are swinging till they stop. Yeah. Then, then it's like, yeah, they're just keeping on going. I can do this all day. I can do this all day too. No, I can do this. He was all day. an underrated player as well, John Hart. John Hart scored in, some goals, in his mate. younger yeah. days yeah, when he was yeah, coming yeah. through at Arsenal. Yeah. He, he was actually yeah. relative, relatively when he, quick. When, when he got the move to West Ham, he was decent at yeah. West Ham. Scored some goals. Celtic scored some goals. Yeah. Um, I, I I think I'm calling this a score draw. A, a heavy high score draw. I think as it's well. a split. No, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a draw. Yeah, it's a draw. I can't believe there's someone out there in the world that could beat Big Dunk. Yeah, mate. Honestly, oh, John Hartson's a problem. To I, need to, I need to go yeah, check out his highlights. Yeah, see some videos of him. Naughty. Okay. Emmanuel Dennis versus yeah. Ishmael Assar. God, this is a this is good one. You. This is over to you, mate. Surely Dennis is bigger. Do you know what? He's stronger right? though, right? Dennis, He's got bigger arms. Dennis isn't, Dennis isn't as tall as Ishmael Assar. For sure. If Ishmael Assar no. hits him once, the fight's over because... Why? Dennis ain't getting back up. I don't Let's know. be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is Bassar the biggest lad, you know, physically? He only got hit him once. But the thing is, this is Dennis a tough is. fight, honestly. Like, Dennis, the, the, do you know what? Not got bigger arms and socks. No, none of them are particularly big full stop, yeah? They're both, they're both a bit wiry. They're strong, don't get me wrong, but they're wiry. But do you know what? I don't think any of them would like this fight because they're both quiet, shy lads, really. Mm. Dennis is a bit more outgoing, to be honest with you. Dennis has got a bit more energy. This yeah. is why the only thing is I think Dennis might have a bit more energy and I worry that Dennis would be a little bit dirtier as well. I know Dennis and I think he's got some dirty tricks up his little, sleeve. Little hit behind the head. He'll do anything, mate. Like, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be talking to him, giving him the rules, saying, right, these are the rules and then boom, Dennis has already flew on it. I'm going, what are you doing, mate? We yeah. need to start. You yet. know when a boxer, when they start and they like knock gloves, yeah. you know he's just going to smack them down just to put is. a stake in the ground. He's yeah. going to play, he'll play dirty, dirty tricks and I worry that Isma's still a little bit sort of like, what? you can't do that and it's too mm. late by then he's already hit him he's he's wounded it's a problem so what you're saying then uh, I think I might Emmanuel have to Dennis. go for a dirty Dennis win right I've got a really we're going to rattle through a couple we need more your come on sorry sorry I'm going Dennis yeah yeah I, I uh, yeah I'll go I'll get on board okay alright well let's do a couple of quick fire ones sure I'm excited again, again you probably won't know this one Theo but this is the exciting one that was in the comments and Thomas Repka remember him yes, at West Ham sick of Kevin Muscat Kevin Muscat is, is Muscat. up there. You, you won't remember. Once again, you won't remember Kevin Muscat. Yeah, this is for one of the old school timers. Yeah, played for Wolves. He's Kevin Muscat. Be the Kevin Muscat was, from what I've heard, 
apparently one of the hardest footballers to ever have lived. I think it's fair to say he was one of the dirtiest. Dirty. I don't like calling football players dirty. Oh, man, yeah. he was dirty. He was dirty. He wanted to hurt you. He wanted to hurt and people. And I'm a Wolves fan. Yeah. Like, he would run around Are you? purposely oh. trying to hurt people. Like, it was his favourite thing. If he could leave something on you, he is leaving something on you and he's taking you out of the game, mate. And again, from what I've heard, he was just all round hard. Like, all round hard. Is he the one that hard. played on the Warnock? At Sheffield yeah. United. Yes, exactly. But that's famous yeah, famous yeah, 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 yeah. He, um, he always got all I remember from that little documentary. So I did actually watch him. Yeah. He constantly gets yellow cards. Yeah, sicko. Man. That's yeah. all he ever did. He just ran around kicking people. <laughs> Thomas Repka, though. Oh, yeah. mate. What was he? Croatian? Repka? Yeah, Cro I think so. Oh, oh, you don't mess with Croats. Mate, that's what I'm no, saying. Scary mate. guys. The Croats. Are, and oh. he was a big lad as well. Big, tall, dominant. Oh, that, that fight's animal. getting called off. Someone's yeah. doing something they shouldn't be doing, and yeah. the fight's going to be called off. Yeah, this Facts. is this is like bare knuckle fighting, it, no holes barred. Mm. It is just sicko, Proper. sicko. Who are you yeah. going for? Blood and sweat and tears everywhere. Teeth I'm going to go for Muzzy. Yeah, I might have to. Uh, I, I might view that. Yeah, I, I, I'm. It's a good fight. I might have to go Muscat. Okay, next up we are going a battle of the uh, more gentle players, shall we say? Yeah, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Versus Miguel Almiron. Oh, Bruno's wow. a scabby little player. He's in the ref's <laughs> ear constantly. He's just like any little thing yeah. to get that 1% extra luck yeah. that a decision will go their way. I think it actually plays against him because the referee, you know, when he dived against Liverpool, yeah, yeah. he was straight away with of the yellow card because he yeah. he's pissed off. He's out in his face Mate, 90 minutes of the game. Players aren't clever enough to understand that if they're constantly doing something, the referees know about it. You don't Facts. think referees, you don't, Pete, honestly, referees are clever guys. They go into every single game with a brief about every player knowing yeah. that Bruno Fernandes will get in your face straight away. He'll be, he'll be challenging this decision, that decision. You'll have this player doing that. He'll be coming up into your face. He'll be, he'll be diving. He'll be feigning injury. He'll time waste. They know everything, yeah? Mm. I used to make it. The mental game was such a big thing in football yeah. for me. And being friends with the ref, really friendly, saying, yeah, you got that one right. Never complaining, being like... I swear, I never got booked for decisions I absolutely should have because exactly. the ref liked me yes. as a character. I was kind to them. If more footballers adopted that personality trait, totally I think they'd be agree. You've, got it. You've hit the nail bang on the head, Theo. I swear on my life. The amount of times that I would get away with time-wasting, yeah, because I've got good people skills and I'd put an arm around a referee yeah. and I'd go, nah, no, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would never swear at them. Fully respectful. Always call them by their name. They would give me that little bit more extra yeah. leeway. They would. They would just Spot let on. me get away I'm with it. I'm not surprised. Bit. And I, I bet you I've adopted that from the YouTube game as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, just social skills. No, nah, yeah. it's true, mate. It's true. Good. Um, like it. However, this fight... Wow. Miguel Almiron just seems like the nicest guy in the yeah, world. Yeah, but he's got yeah. so much energy. A little bit like we were saying earlier on. I think he'll do the early work, Almiron, and he'll go, do you know what? If I'm going to get in this fight, I'll give it my everything and I'll just throw punches. He's the Paraguayan wildcard you'd probably see fight Josh Warrington because they seem a bit more of the same height. Yeah, yeah. I can't see him winning in this one. No, I, I don't think he wants it either. He's not nasty enough. He hasn't got that... That dirt yeah, to but try it's and high swing at somebody. football fight, so he's in there. He's yeah, in the mix. I know he is, but still, I've just got to take his temperament and his character into account, all right? I really do. Okay, so what are you saying then, Bruno? 
I just think maybe, I do, I just think maybe, I just think Bruno's just got enough, again, dirty tactics. He'll be, yeah. he'll be, he'll be naughty enough to get over the line. Dirty, yeah, little trips, little kicks. Kick little him in flips. the nuts. Yeah, in the nuts, all that. No man code. It goes out the window. Facts, yeah. yeah Here's a question for you. Do you think Bruno is going to find his best form again now this season, Foz? I think if he can put the intensity into his football, like he put the intensity mm. into the Liverpool game the other night, he will be one of the best players in the Premier League this season. I think he's yeah? the imposter in that United team. Do you? I thought even against Liverpool, the ones that shined for me included Lissandro, Malassia. Liss um, Malassia was brilliant. Was I'll give you that. Ericsson. Yeah. Oh, class. He's a classy player, full stop. And then, of course, the wingers and Martial hold-up play was ridiculous. I thought Bruno, he was okay. Did a good job, connected, play well. But I don't think he's ever having a year like that lockdown where he got more goals and assists than matches, ran the show. It was when he first signed. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. he signed in January, did he? Um, he a hat trick on his debut or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he yeah. just and he had that last six months of the season where he just absolutely smashed it. And then it was ridiculous, yeah? I honestly think, though, if he can get the intensity back into his game that he started with for that initial six months, if he can get the intensity back, I think that's when... Do you know You know, there's that saying, like, you make your own look, yeah? I think with Bruno, once he gets that intensity back into his game, he'll start to find the assists again. Yeah. He'll start to find the yeah. goals again. People will actually start liking him as a person because he works hard that's instead of point. just flinging his arms around all the time. I think that's going to be a massive thing for him. Can I year. also just want to say as well with Bruno, I do think I'll probably get roasted for this in the comments, I must admit. If Ronaldo goes... Could he be the main man and smash it? Because he he was so good before Ronaldo signed. Yeah. You know what? I think I think the the problem is is him and Ronaldo playing in the same team. Yeah, me too. I don't think there's been up to now enough energy. And in the Premier League, you can't have. We used to call them luxury players, didn't we? Yeah, in the nineties, yeah. kind of like. Yeah. You can't have those players anymore. No. And actually, I was with you, Fozzy. We kind of nudged each other the other night at the game. We went up to the game, obviously, and Bruno started putting in a shift, tracking back, chasing. And United fans loved him for it. Mate, loved you it, do yeah. that, and you're halfway there. Well, no, it's not even yeah. that. Because the, because the Man United fans love you for it, you get confidence from that. You buzz off it. So then mm. you start to take ownership of yourself and ownership of being that main player in the team. This is what I think, honestly, that if he can start to get that again, I think he'll start scoring goals again. I really, really do. But I'm with you about the Ronaldo thing as well. Ronaldo's not that player to press. He's not. It, this new manager is almost a bad thing for Cristiano Ronaldo because yeah. he can't play that style of football. Cristiano Ronaldo. He should definitely go. He uh, he, he has to go. He's at the point now where he has to go. And there'll be plenty of teams where he'll be able to do what Ronaldo does. And when Ronaldo's left to do what he does, he'll smash it for some other team for sure. Thanks. But when you've got a manager who wants to press from the front, high energy doesn't suit Ronaldo's game. Mm. You've got to sign him for the system, haven't you? You do. And yeah. he will. He will do it. Exactly. He will still do it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have got Kurt Zuma versus his cat. Um, nah, that's a joke. That's, that's a joke. Wow. That's a joke. Wow. That's that is a joke. No. Can I just be clear? Now we've got Kurt Zuma versus <laughs> Kaladu Kulubai. This is a good one. This is a really good well, one. We've already seen the highlights of Zuma. Some big kicks. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I, um, cool. this is a really tough one to call, you know. Yeah. Uh, initially, my initial response would be Zuma because Zuma's a. He's a big youth. Don't get me wrong, Kulabai, he's, he's a tank. Youth. He is, he's a tank. He's tall, he's experienced, he's a tank. I just think that, I think Zuma might just have a bit physically, a bit too much physically. He, he's up there with the likes of someone like Mika Richards in terms of yeah. size and strength. Oh, is he? he is massive. Honestly, he's really big and strong. Have you been up against him? Yeah, Corners, exactly. does he give you a hard time? He's massive, mate. He's yeah. really big. Nobody's weights in him, nobody's bodying him. 
I but maybe you're worry. saying this because Cooley was in Napoli whilst you're a player. Like maybe that's you can't compare. I think Cooley's a big lad as well. He is. If you're in the Prem this season, you probably see that he's a tank as well. Yeah. And he's massive. And he's soaring set pieces already. I know it was a volley, but yeah. still. Lovely, wasn't it? It's closer than you think, but yeah, I'll go Zuma as well. Zuma? Okay, <laughs> Zuma it is, yeah? Yeah, one for you now, Fozzie. This one was mentioned two or three times. GK's Peter Schmeichel yep. versus Oliver Kahn. Oh, yeah, that Oops. would be a good one. That would be a really, really good one. Um, phew, Schmeichel. I think Schmeichel's got the height advantage and the weight advantage as well. You've got to remember yep. Oliver Kahn, if you look back at the videos, wasn't the tallest goalkeeper. You know? No, he, he was not. He was He was six foot. He would be mm. six foot. Yeah, Schmeichel, six two, six three. Who was the better goalkeeper? Poor, that's Gogh really Khan. tough. That's really tough. Poor, that's really tough. I don't think I, I don't who think you can more? fling an answer out just that quick, you know. You can't you. Nationally... just say that. Who oh. won more? That's not the answer these days. Poor. That's all I hear these days. Who won more? You can't yeah, do that. You know what? The thing is, because we because in, in in this country we've been exposed to Peter Schmeichel a lot more. I think a lot a lot of people here over here would say Peter Schmeichel. I think if you live German way, Germany. Yeah. A lot of them fans would straight away Bayern chuck out and Germany. Yeah, they would chuck out Oliver Kahn. They would chuck straight World out. World Cup? Did he win a World Cup? Yeah, but Schmeichel won the Euros, the Euros with Denmark with that's, a crazy a, Danish team. To be yeah, fair, that is a big achievement. I um, oh, yeah, I think. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to go for Oliver Kahn. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because do you remember in the tunnel on that video where Man Man City are playing Man United and Schmeichel is signed for Man City? Yeah, yeah? and. Schmeichel walks out and Gary Neville's in their position, isn't he? They're in the tunnel in the wrong place. And Gary Neville is stood there and Peter Schmeichel sort of looks at him and he looks nervous. He looks a little bit nervous as if to say, I don't want to tap Gary Neville on the shoulder and say, can you move over to the other side? So eventually somebody else says something. Gary Neville turns, looks, looks at Schmeichel with like Blanked a look him. of disgust on his face. I saw that. Yeah. And then eventually they move over. And Schmeichel looked a little bit like, I don't want to say anything here. So I've I seen think, that video. So it's like almost like I think he might have a little bit of like that withdrawnness about him. Yeah. Whereas I think Oliver Kahn's just full on angry he's man. Firework. Oh, yeah. Full on angry man. Yeah. Some of the some of the little scraps he used to get into on the pitch. I've seen him where he's grabbing. Who is it? Um, oh, I don't recall. I think it might have been Cruz or someone like that. He's grabbing his shirt and he's mm. oh he's an animal. Here's one for you, mate. Here's one for you. So oh. talking about kind of tunnels, blanking, etc. What did you make of Ronaldo and Jamie Carragher? I thought it was a brilliant clip. So, I've so, watched it so many times. Let's just frame it. So yeah. Ronaldo's on the side of the pitch and you've got um, Gary Neville, Roy Keane, Jamie Carragher, the pundits. Ronaldo's come over and Jamie Carragher's gone to kind of shake his hand and Ronaldo has nodded his head and pretty much blanked oh, he's, him. No, he's purposely done it. He's yeah. Done it, he's done it fully on purpose. purpose. It's not like the camera's there. Yeah, it's not also, like he's say, just missed the handshake. He's done it on purpose. Players fire themselves up. Gary Neville, good example. Ronaldo too, against the opposition that they're about to face. Why would they be nice to him? Liverpool legend Jamie Carragher is not going to be respected 30 minutes before a matchup against Liverpool, especially when they know the Sky cameras are on. I've, he knows yeah. he wants to get on the good side of United as well. Exactly. After potential leaving I, think, I think Cristiano Ronaldo knows at this point the cameras are on. Yeah. As soon, Ronaldo moves anywhere and the cameras are on him anyway, but especially yeah. this, the Sky cameras are on. He's going up to the pundits. Pre-match. It's a real massive opportunity to to show the Man United fans at home watching, oh, I love that. He didn't speak to Carragher. He blanked him. I love it. He, kn yeah. he knows it's going to go viral. Of course he does. I honestly think it's a little bit, it's a little bit disrespectful. It's funny and I like it because it's, that's the beauty of football. It gets you talking. I do. I enjoy this kind of stuff. It's <laughs> like, it's like world-class shithousery. Yeah. World-class shithousery. World. World-class. World -class. Um, but 
it's still Jamie Carragher. I think you've got to put a bit of respect on Jamie Carragher, to be fair, because he was some player. But Sky Sports constantly talk about all the footballers, all the news. Ronaldo's the biggest name in football. They're going to speak a lot about him, especially in the Premier League. And when Neville defends him, who goes up against him? It's always Carra. Yeah. So due to a debate, yeah. and that is the world of football, you have to debate about things. Carra is going to go up against... Obviously. Like he didn't put Ronaldo in one of the 11s or something. Yeah, like, and he put go. like Salah over him at one stage. Yeah. So there's a little bit of back and forth. I, I can understand why Ronaldo ignored him. Yeah, me too. I can understand it. I didn't... I did like it. I buzzed off it, in fact. Um, it was it, so it, awesome. Do you know what? It's good shithousery. It's it brilliant. Is. It's, it's good, good content. We'll clash shithousery. Okay, we're going to do one more. Yeah. And because um, this is brilliant. And I think I can see hypothetical football fights 47 yes. somewhere in I 2028. So. Yeah. We need more suggestions. Forget, don't forget, get in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, get in the comments. Let us know um, your hypothetical matchups. Yeah, we said last time, obviously, it is just a joke. Um, we don't condone it. But what it does, it opens the door for us to chat about football, doesn't yeah, it? Really? Boom. Yeah. So the last one we're going to go for is Nemanja Vidic, your old teammate, yeah. versus Fergie's biggest mistake, which was Yap Stam. Yap Stam. Which, and just to put a bit of context on that, in his book, he said his biggest mistake as a manager was basically letting Yap Stam go too early. I think yeah. he let him go to Lazio. Into, into Lazio. Was it yeah, Lazio? It Lazio? I think it was Lazio. Yeah. Um, and yeah. interestingly, when they have these conversations about Premier League best defenders ever, I'm surprised he's never in the conversation, at least. I'm not suggesting he should be in there, or but the fact that he's not really ever mentioned does surprise me because he was unbelievable. Think, he should have stayed longer then to be in that yeah, list. Yeah, he should have done. I think that's the problem. He, he didn't stay, he wasn't around long enough. And he, even though he was top, top class, um, it's still probably just a little bit an era just before mm. like the Premier League in its pomp. Do you yep. know what I mean? It's True. just a little bit before that. But um, Nemanja's Serbian, so he automatically wins. <laughs> I, I think you might be right. I really do. And Yap Stam was a big, scary bloke. Was he not? was a big, scary I bloke. Was, but yeah. the, like I say, if you're talking Dutch versus Serbian, I'm backing the Serbian guy. I don't even have to see what they look like. I've Thanks. still got to back the Serbian guy. There's something about this, this like, this Balkan, this, oh, there's just... Yeah, I, they're I, I, born and they have to pick between partisan and Red Star. Simple. They already hate half the country. Yeah, <laughs> the day they're born, the day they're born, you're you're red and white or you're black and white. Yeah, no, they don't have to pick. They pick what their dad tells them to pick, and that's it. There's no Facts. other option. It's your family, your blood is yeah, red or black. Exactly that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 Nemanja was a scary bloke as well. To be fair, Nemanja was a scary, scary bloke. And is I, he like that on the pitch yeah, as well? He is he was a little... sicko, mate? He was, yeah. he, was a, he was a he was a nice guy off it. But you knew he had a switch in him. You knew yeah. he had a switch. And he had that. When that red mist came over, pff, you're getting out of the way, mate. I remember we, we went up in Manchester once. I think you'd uh, playing for United. You'd won a game or something, obviously. And um, we went out for a few beers. And Nemanja Vidic was in the same same bar we were into. And he, um, we were standing, three or four of us. And Nemanja Vidic comes walking over. And obviously, he was your teammate. So he's obviously going to be friendly and come and say hello. But I remember him walking over and thinking, Oh, fucking hell, you look scary. Yeah, he's a scary bloke, he, he yeah. He's got that look about him. Yeah, you know yeah. he can fight. You know he can handle himself. That's yeah. what he was. Seriously. Didn't that, have to say anything. That was a surreal night. We walked into a bar and we're in this bar in Manchester, Panacea. Panacea? Panacea, yeah. Panacea, and we walked in there. And on this any, this one given night, it was really weird. David Guest, Liza Minnelli's ex-husband, was in yeah. there. Kim from Kim Marsh from Kim Coronation Marsh. Street. Yeah. She was wow. in there. And then we had Nemanja Vidic, 
Mario Melchior. Vincent Company. Vincent Company. Shea Given. Shea Given. How do you even remember all this? Oh, Robbie, know, yeah. Robbie Savage. Yeah, all in one night. That was a strange night. That, that was, was invite, lad. Boston the Post. <laughs> that, that I think was... you weren't born, man. And Thogden was in there. Oh, that doesn't really work. <laughs> that was it. Back in the day, though, like, that was it. The Panacea in Manchester was like the place to be kind of thing. It yeah, was like, um, yeah, that was it. That's where everybody went sort of thing. So you were always seeing everybody. Mario Melchior. How good is that? That's so fast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, that's your lot. I think that's good, isn't it, lads? I think you've. Um, I think we've dissected that pretty well, considering these aren't actual fights, and we've had to think about them on the spot. I think we've absolutely smashed that. Yeah, Foz and Tom. I must have like when we was going into the football fights. I didn't expect it to be this entertaining. But boys, I'm loving these conversations. Just nice chatting about footy, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. There you go. I've loved the football fights so much. Let's do a part three, but we're going to have to get 15,000 likes. Boom. There you go. Big target cool. set. Simple as that. Um, Bogdan, top class. It's been, lads, honestly, Thank you. loved it. Tomasi, incredible matchups. As I said at the beginning of the show, please make sure you get yourself over to Fogden's YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. He's so close to that 1 million mark. Too kind, mate. Too yeah, kind. And we want to get a part three of this as well. So get in the comments down below. Give us your hypothetical matchups. And in the meantime, we will see you soon. That's Foz the Fozcast, lads. Up the Fozcast. Up the Foz Army. Up the Fozcast. What's that? Up the Foz Army. Well, I've got the TDL. Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Fozcast.